It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Up and at them. Rise and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on. The coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. What's up, my I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. You're tuned in to episode 439 of the Back Row Morning Show, proudly a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. I'm Radio Matt, the station manager and chief radio nerd here at LTN. I'm a third-generation radio dude and a lifelong nerd. And I'm Mo, sidekick to the chief radio nerd here to bring the facts and the fire to your day. Now, where is the coffee? Today on the show, we will end our discussion on the metaverse with an open chat on our Discord. (sighs) (laughs) Also on the show today, M&Ms get an update. If you can even tell. But first, today is Thursday, January 27th, 2022. We got some holidays to celebrate. Uh, that's right. Clash and Clothes Day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can be... M- mismatch your clothes, mismatch your I was socks. just about to ask you, how do you say that word? Mismatch. Mismatch or yeah. mix match? Mismatch. Because it's not a match. And a mix match doesn't make any sense because it won't match. No, hold on. Mix match (laughs) does make sense, but I have never in my 36 years had someone explain to me because it's not a match by saying, by saying that about mismatch. That's, that's the definition of the word. No, no, I get it now. (laughs) It makes perfect sense now, but no one has ever, it's mismatch, not mix match. And then, I mean, I feel like. There are just as many people who say mix. Sure, yeah, mix, it's one match. of those. It's so, one of those commonly misspoken things. I'm sure. Yeah. Just like I could care less. Really, means you kind of care a little. But I couldn't care less is what yeah. most people want to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. You're right. Anyway, thank yeah, you. So that's that's where I think it comes into Megara in our chat says mix and match. Ah, is I think that's where a lot of people get that from is the phrase mix and match because that's the same kind of thing. She's so clever. She said <laughs> I mix and match to avoid mismatching. Supposedly, yeah, that's one of them. Oh, that drives me crazy. <laughs> and that and Pacifically. Pacifically. <laughs> I don't understand. Are you a an ocean on the western side of the United States? Inflammable means flammable? What a country. <laughs> it's, it's a, a moo point. point. <laughs> yes! It's a cow's opinion. It's a cow's opinion. It's moo. <laughs> What's the other holiday we're celebrating? Oh, my gosh. Uh, it's also National Chocolate Cake Day. I honestly <laughs> forgot for a second that we were recording. Sorry. <laughs> we're just having fun. Yeah, just, just hanging out. Just cracking hanging lies. Out. Yeah, why not? <laughs> well, now it is time for a back row rant. Now, you may have heard about the, the M&M's new redesign at this point because a lot of people are kind of making fun of it. But I just want to tell you why it's ridiculous in case you haven't heard about it. I haven't heard about it. <sighs> so let me read to you how they're how they're explaining this 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 redesign 
of both the M&M's characters and the logo of M&M's, okay? They said that this makeover for 2022 was a fresh modern take on their design and a more nuanced person, uh, the more nuanced personalities to underscore the importance of self-expression and power of community through storytelling that their new look would help bring the characters into a more dynamic progressive world. This is, this is from the, the press release from Mars M&Ms. Okay. Now, some people think automatically, oh, this is going to be like VeggieTales when they went to Netflix. It's going to just be so off-putting, terrible, or it's going to be weirdly uh, offensive in a way that they didn't mean to be. So let me show you what they look like. I can't show you on, on Twitch, can't show you on the radio, but you can look this up yourself. But let me show you what they look like before and after. Here's a before and here's an after. Do you see any difference? I mean, the coloring is different. Yeah, it's a little more bold over there. A little brighter. Uh. Not much shadow. Uh. I mean, do, is there not a plain brown M&M anymore? No, it's right there. They're just a little... They're, they're different, different places, but... Can okay, you know, can, if I, you can I say at, something? If you looked at this no, in no. the after... No, no, hold Here's the thing. Yeah. They all look like they went on the keto diet. <laughs> <laughs> they're I'm all, not even they're kidding. They're all slightly slimmer. Yeah. Put it that way. But other than that, like if you didn't see this and you just looked at the after, would you have noticed there was anything different from what you've seen for years? Honestly, yes. I would think that it's a knockoff brand of M&M's. <laughs> they don't look like the M&M's. Uh, no, they look the same to me. I don't understand why you're no. being crazy here. I'm not they being crazy. Exactly the same. I need somebody in our Twitch chat to go look right now, please. But here's the difference. Besides being slightly slimmer and bolder colors, they changed up some of the shoes. They added laces to uh, red and yellows. They tied the laces on oranges. They gave green normal shoes instead of high heel boots. And instead of them having like white arms and legs, like skin tone white, mm -hmm. they made them actual white and then tinted them slightly to the color of the M&M. So it's like a slight blue white. But for real, honestly, you can't tell the difference without really looking and even then most people i don't think would notice at all i totally can see a difference <laughs> i'm not even kidding but here's the worst part here's the worst part they also say that they are changing the logo to make the and symbol much more forward facing and 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 uh bold to give this like inclusive feeling to it can you What's the difference? The difference is that before it was Askew. angled. Yeah. The logo itself, the entire thing right. was the angled. The whole logos. Uh -huh. And now it's just straight. Straight. The logo itself is exactly the same otherwise, <laughs> other than the angle that it's there. How is that any different? It's, it really feels like this is a troll. It really feels like this is a joke that they're playing on everybody because they use such broad language of how this is more inclusive and it's it represents the the 
the, the country moving forward as the world I changes, Eminem changes with it. I don't get it. I don't understand <laughs> how the inclusivity side of it, I don't understand it. Not even right. slightly in a little bit. And quite honestly, I feel like, okay, is that a side-by-side of That's a side before by side. and after? Yeah. Okay, so there, it's very hard to tell Right. You can difference. see shoelaces. Yeah. And the colors are a little bit brighter. Right. That's about it. Um, <laughs> but honestly, I think that it's going to end up being a bad thing, a bad marketing thing. Right. Because I really do think that there are going to be a lot of people that are going to be like, uh, this ain't M&M's. I don't know what this is. Is this N&N's? It ain't M&M's. They came from the eight mile. M&M's. <laughs> I mean, I just don't. Okay, so, and and people in the chat are saying, you know, it's like another company using political language to make money. I really feel like, yeah, I really feel like for, and and I think more so than any other one of these that has come out in the past. I it really just feels like a. It feels like they were doing what they've done every ten years or so, and just updating the design with new animation standards are like, but we're also going to say it's because times are changing and this country is growing into something more, uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Then guess what? Explain to me. I want you to tell me piece by piece, character by character, how you, the changes you made make your brand of candy more inclusive, please. I think they stop short. There. They stop short of like assigning genders or sexual preferences or they any other things have to that. Genders. No, I mean like we all know the, that green is the, the female. <laughs> we brown, all know brown's also a female. Is she? Oh, she is. <laughs> She's you like read. the newest character. She just doesn't she wear the had, boots, right? She hasn't had one. And it was a rather inappropriate commercial that she maybe not debuted on, but it was one of the earlier ones. Oh, but because Red thought she was naked, <laughs> and he walks in and he goes, "Oh, it's that kind of party," and then he's seen waving his red shell over his body. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was a Super Bowl commercial, and I laughed hysterically at it. We can't have that anymore, guys. What country are we living in? <laughs> That's my rant for today. Is it? Is it? All right, let's take a break here. When we come back, we've got your weird news for the day. Stick around. Have you ever been around another person that used a word or phrase that you were absolutely certain you should know, but you didn't? Of course you have. Well, don't worry, nerd, because we've got some great news for you. You're about to learn something brand new. This is the real world, bub, and you need to learn to hold your own in a nerdy conversation. So pull up an ear and pay attention because LTN has another nerdy definition for you. Today's term is meta. Meta actually has several different meanings in nerd culture. The most recent use of the word is its use as the new company name for what used to be called Facebook. Now Facebook is just a product offered by Meta. The company changed its name due to its intentions to kickstart the metaverse, which touts itself to be the next stage of an evolution for tech, which will see virtual reality and augmented reality play a much larger role in our lives in the coming years. 
In the gaming world, it is sometimes used as an acronym for most effective tactics available, meaning that calling something meta is saying that it's an effective way to achieve the goal of the game, beating the other players or the game itself. In meme culture, a meta meme is a meme made about the meme itself, usually poking fun at the meme's standard format by subverting it. And expounding on that, meta is most commonly used when a creative work is referring to itself or to the conventions of a genre. The show Community used meta references throughout its entire six-season run, usually through the character of Abed Nadir, who often referred to their school years as seasons and played to an audience watching his life. So the next time someone says, that's so meta, well, you might not know what they mean right off the bat, but you can probably narrow it down because now you understand all these references. the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And hey, make sure you're following us on all the socials. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Just search for at the Back Row LTN and connect with us. Now it's time for Mo's fact of the day. Every time. That she's still not prepared. The history of chocolate cake goes back to 1764 when Dr. James Baker discovered how to make chocolate by grinding cocoa beans between two Massive circular millstones. The irony <laughs> in the fact that the doctor's last name is Baker. There's a line in um, one of the Left Behind books where the the rabbi characters questioned by one of the like the peacekeeper bad guys. You know, what's your name? Well, I don't have my identification. Well, where do, where do you work? Like, oh, I'm a, I'm a baker. Uh, what's your name? Joe. Baker. I'm I'm Joe Baker, and I'm Joe Baker. <laughs> and he got away. <laughs> it was the worst thing ever, and he got away. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not finding your joke terribly hilarious. However, I am finding Tad's joke terribly hilarious. The first Hyper Miller? Mm-hmm. He's the first Hyper Miller! You get it? From Monday, the Hyper Miler. But he figured out, Dr. Baker over here figured out, that by grounding uh, cocoa gotcha. beans... Grind, grinding. Grinding, grounding, what grounding. grounding. What you, do to you have to go to your room, but you can't come out. Uh, grinding cocoa beans in a what was it called? That's it. No hot chocolate for you for two weeks, buddy. Y'all leave me alone. <laughs> I'm tired. Mind your business. Uh, now it's over to our weird news desk. Nope. <laughs> yes, that's where we're going. Here's a news story you might not have heard. Now this is this is not meant to be political commentary, uh, but it is out of the books of. Did they really not think this through? I feel like you say this every week. <laughs> I have to, because it's just so silly. So uh, this week they are rolling out. The White House is rolling out uh, an ad about year one of the Biden Harris administration, and. Uh, this ad features a, a familiar voice of uh, Tom Hanks, 
And so let me just play you a little bit of how it goes. The beginning is a poem, part of a poem. enough to see it, if only we're brave enough to be it. Oh, you hear that? Thank you, Cam. If only we're brave enough. Brave enough to live through two of the most difficult years many of us can remember. Brave enough to pull ourselves up again and again. America is the home of the brave. It's why we keep getting up, no matter how many times we get knocked down. Like with our economy. It isn't all the way back, but it's getting stronger. We may be entering year three of a pandemic none of us wanted or expected, but we're moving. I was the first. So that's just the first part of it. It's a two-minute thing. It's going to be playing everywhere over the next few weeks. Uh, but it's Tom Hanks. Tom Sorry. Hanks narrating what is essentially a puff piece for the government, our current government. Anyone who watched the Simpsons movie from 2007 immediately saw a parallel. Let me play for you. And now let me give you a setup for the Simpsons movie. Spoiler alert, but it's from 2007. So if you didn't watch it by now, you don't really care. Yeah. Springfield is uh, deemed a, a massive environmental hazard. The EPA has sealed the entire city under a dome. And plans to blow it up with a giant bomb and make a massive crater into the ground. Okay. The Simpsons manage to escape. And they are watching a TV from Alaska where they have escaped to. And this commercial comes on. Just listen to this. Are you tired of the same old Grand Canyon? Here we are, kids. The Grand Canyon. So old and boring. I want a new one. Now! Hello, I'm Tom Hanks. The U.S. government has lost its credibility, so it's borrowing some of mine. Cancel my hair, Mr. Hanks. Sure thing, son. <laughs> now, I'm pleased to tell you all about the new Grand Canyon. Coming this weekend, it's east of Shelbyville and south of Capital City. That's where Springfield is! It's nowhere near where anything is or ever was. This is Tom Hanks saying, if you're going to pick a government to trust, why not this one? <laughs> <clears throat> this is not the funniest thing on the planet. <laughs> well. well then. This brings the Simpsons did it meme <laughs> into the stratosphere already. My gosh, you really did go get Tom Hanks to convince the country? <laughs> about how great you're doing. <laughs> mm -hmm. After the Simpsons did it with those exactly. How did Tom Hanks not think about this when he was offered this role? You're like, you know what? <laughs> People might make this a meme <laughs> and put that other audio over this commercial and put it on the internet. <laughs> you know, a part of me really hopes that he did and that's why he did it oh this is tom hanks saying if you're gonna pick a government to trust why not this, this one, one? <laughs> i also feel like i mean his his piece in this new advertisement isn't meant to be condescending right it's not meant to be like opposing what they're saying right 
Because it kind of gives off a, a vibe of like... Oh, no, I don't think so. I think it's supposed to be very genuine. I mean, am I the only one that felt that? Like, if only we were brave. Like, let me tell you how we've been brave because you mm. don't seem to get it. Like that. Oh, you say con condescending of, toward the. I get you. I get you. Yeah, not towards. Maybe. Yeah, a little bit. Because I kind of. Uh, I think, yeah, we're going to get into the political stuff, but that's kind of the, the vibe we get out of this administration right now is. Why aren't you happier with me? <laughs> but I mean, hey, that's everybody, right? That's every yeah. president. So yeah. mm -hmm. that's where we're at. Yeah. Oh, and uh -huh. that is true. Yeah, someone in our chat is saying that his brother often does uh, voiceover work, sometimes for Tom Hanks. And uh, that is true. That is very true. I mean, does he get his permission first? Yes. Like yeah. <laughs> I believe him. Tom Hanks is... I mean, he's he's a busy boy. Or sure, has exactly. Has but been. here's the thing. Like, I know that if Cannon and Topher sounded alike, Cannon would get offered something <laughs> that he 100% agreed with. And then like a year later, Topher would be like, why did you, why did you voice over that for me? I voice. don't agree with what. <laughs> you can't use my voice. Yeah. I just, I'm curious. I really am. Anyway. That's funny. Mm -hmm. <sighs> All right, let's take another quick break. When we come back, we dive into our main topic. Stick around. Do you think that Matt will let me do a little Market. radio jingle? Of you yeah. singing? Or? Yeah, LTN Absolutely. Radio. <laughs> Schwing. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, man. Yeah, no. Hey, we'll work on it. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember that we air our full morning shows first exclusively on LTN Radio, ltnonair.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, you can find our four full shows and our weekly main podcast by searching the Back Row Morning Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the podcast apps. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review. Or don't. We're not your parents, and we won't be mad. Just disappointed. So this week, our topic is the metaverse. And the big plan behind this shift in society and technology is that the bulk of our interactions would move to a virtual reality setting, intermixed with a little augmented reality, too. So that means school classes, several jobs, going to concerts, hanging out with friends, playing games, going to see movies, uh, of course, playing video games, not just like tabletop games or anything like that. All of that could be done from the couch with a headset on. So assuming that uh, Meta successfully produces this new headset that they're promising in the next year that can be worn for hours on end with less stress and fatigue on the head and the eyes. Do you think that you could acclimate to spending most of your waking hours in a virtual reality ready player one type situation? That's the question for today, guys. Now in our chat, we've got... Uh, Hillary, KY Redhead, we got Megara, uh, who famously beat me in a game on yesterday's <laughs> show. We have uh, Duncan, who goes by Tad uh, on most of our stuff here. And uh, we have Thray as well. So all four of them are in the chat. Uh, I've got KY at the top of my list. So uh, Hillary, would you like to go first? 
Um, sure. So (laughs) (laughs) I am not like, um, a huge fan of the meta conglomerate right now because I just had a, an extremely frustrating experience with, um, messaging with one of my customers where she was messaging me through Facebook but it was showing up in my Instagram messenger. And so I was replying in Instagram messenger, which she never checks. And so she wasn't getting my messages and neither one of us realized that until like two weeks after this was happening. So I'm already a little peeved at the whole meta thing. Um, (laughs) My dual answer is I hate the idea of virtual reality stuff. We homeschool and uh, we're very, um, I don't want to say counterculture because that has a particular meaning, but um, we're not huge put hands in the tech, it, tech in the hands of kids, tech all the time people. Um, yeah. We're big book people. We're big experience people. And so that's one thing. But I will say from the perspective of someone with depression and anxiety, it would be very easy to exist in a false reality and allow that to become my my everyday Um not just like me personally, but just saying is some, you know, if you have a reality that you want to escape from, or if you have any type of, um, non-neurotypical or, you know, neurotransmitter issues, that might be something that could be destructive because we were designed to live in community, um, with actual people in real life. And, um, I think that that would be too easy to become a slippery slope. Mm. Just me personally. Mm. All right. Uh, who wants to jump in next here? Jump off that and just say I completely agree with what uh, KY said. That, like, as someone who has been in that situation where I've just wanted to escape, having the, and like, even with just online communities, you can get so sucked into them and you just miss out on that, like, real in person interaction and with everything been going on with the pandemic and the quarantining. Um, I'm seeing, like, with my students and a lot of people I know, just, like, getting really sucked into uh, a virtual reality and missing back, missing out on those in-real-life relationships and the ability to even bond with each other in a way where I'm seeing my students struggle to work out conflict via in-person. They'd rather do it over the phone or really have a relationship in person. They'd rather all do it virtually. And it's just really sad to me. Um to see that so i don't think i could do it and i think it's really dangerous to keep pushing it into a world that's already so addicted to technology Hmm. thank you for that uh tad duncan what do you think uh okay so snow crash i have not read the book yet but i love um dystopian future stuff like uh 1984 stuff like that snow crash is about uh people who live in a cement uh, jungle. So the whole earth is just cement buildings. There's no life left. And, um, how people escape is to go to the meta, um, which is explained in this book. And I can't remember what year it came out, 1990 something. So in that, um, we're going to see the same results. We're going and we've seen more of the same results type of thing. We've seen, um, higher corrosion rates on, on, hikes and different uh, sunflower patches, things like this, where people are more um, prioritizing how they look in certain areas um, and they lose touch with the natural 
environment that we are already put into. Uh, same thing with socialization, the, the percentage of um, uh, social anxieties and uh, social interaction is like through the roof. Like, uh, I don't, uh, how, uh, it's, sorry, it's really <laughs> tough because I like conclusions. And so people nowadays do not conclude conversations and you sit there like, okay, are we done? Like, do I need to stay here for a little bit more? And we lose that in touchness of the finalities and that things have purpose um, in like tangi tangibility. So um, that those are some things that are downhill. The up uh, the positive side would be the uh, being able to interact more with the world, and that's the only thing that would be cool. All right, and Thray, what do you think? Three completely disagrees with everyone. I'm just kidding. Three is in a simulation right now. I think that reputation is that what goes on? I feel bad. No, no that's no. not what I'm saying at all. But it is kind oh, of what I'm hoping for, just so that there's somebody on the opposite side of the fence. Not yeah, because worry. I feel I that will, way. I, I, I do have a couple, a couple, you know, devil's advocate points to just point out. Okay. But I will admit, I am the one who. Um, had someone expose me to a wonderful anime, or at least they thought was wonderful, mm -hmm. because I am not an anime person for the most part. I It is an acquired taste for me. Mm. Um, Agreed. I was exposed to uh, so Sword Art Online and another one called Log Horizon. And the concept in both of these was the idea that... Uh, you would have individuals enter the VR-like world um, and be stuck there because it could physically kill you. And the problem is, is that um, that spooked me. So I'm just going to admit my bias and say that that spooked me a lot <laughs> to the point that Meg had to hold my hand and go, it's okay, we can play this game about deactivating a bomb and it's not going to hurt. But I will be real with you. Um, in addition to the things that have already been said, which are I feel are all valid, there's a lot of health concerns with the technology in general. Um, it makes a lot of weight on the front of your face if you thought people had trouble adapting to masks let's put a headgear on you um and um also if you have any imperfect vision or hearing or inner oh ear goodness. issues you are not gonna last an eight-hour school day um or whatever they would implement in that potential situation i mean as it is I've heard tales from multiple people, um, <laughs> admittedly, two of them are here in the fact that we have our wonderful teacher resources, just already previously speaking, um, expressing concerns about their students in a virtual uh, situation. I mean, out east, uh, they've, got, they've got mental health hospitals for those that have become so addicted to the virtual reality and the online uh, community that, I mean, that's probably why we've got China doing the whiplash of limiting gaming and other uses to try to limit those communities. But 
we've also seen the benefits. I mean, this online community has been a big benefit through the pandemic. And uh, Tokyo is also implementing uh, robot technology to allow those that are paralyzed to engage with the real world via an online interaction, some of that being VR-based. Um, that way they can potentially have a job uh, in a situation they would otherwise not. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like those are potentially good uses, but they would also have to be highly monitored because those individuals, for the most part, already have a situation where their doctor is heavily involved in their care and so introducing a technology that would have additional side effects to them you know it's one of those well they're already in a bad spot so <laughs> how can this make it worse um but the problem is is as tad mentioned there's many many sci-fis and things that express the same thing that anxieties those those other emotions and other triggers that become the slippery slope of, well, they're already hurting, so why not? And that's kind of the problem, is we are very capable humans of creating things and getting very, very good at it. However, <laughs> should we is always the problem that we have, because we are curious, curious beings. Can we is not um, always the question. Should we is what we should be talking about. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And in this particular case, yeah, I'm going to vote no, especially even just immediate things like it is a nightmare for people with imperfect vision or inner ear stuff. Well, that um, is those those two things are supposed to and the the front heavy uh aspect that you mentioned of the yes. goggles. Those are all things that are supposed to be being addressed in this new headgear that they are trying to come out with in the next they year. They say that every time. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, looking at the prototype that they posted, um, mm -hmm. it's not, it's definitely not like the Oculus. It doesn't have a giant, you know, basically theater that you're strapped to your face. Like it looks more like closer to headphones for your eyes, you know, and that kind of bulk, not as, not as big as, as uh, what we currently see. If and they're I able to pull to it off. My thoughts. Dude, <laughs> does it have a blue light filter in it? Right. How does yeah. that affect the experience? Mm -hmm. How does this exposure to extended screen time uh, affect your brain's ability to monitor uh, day and night? Right. I mean, we already mm -hmm. have a situation where people genuinely have their brains totally confused of what time of year it is because they're not exposed to enough uh, far red and red radiation mm. to tell anymore that not every day is noon on a summer day. Oh, uh, and melatonin levels on average have, have dropped immensely. Oh, 100%. In the last few years. There's yeah. a... Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop. <laughs> no, 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 um, please go. This is what this, this is for. Yeah, this <laughs> okay. is also... This also involves Christianity and as well. I saw Life Church. Uh, yeah. What was it? about a month ago yep um they did their very first metaverse church yeah they're and... starting, well technically it's not metaverse at this point metaverse doesn't officially exist yet but it is a virtual reality um, yeah and there's also another vr church that's been going for a few years now uh that mo and i actually covered 
just a few months before we got folded into LTN uh, on our show that uh, essentially kind of started as people that couldn't go out, couldn't go to, a, you know, can't leave their home, but has grown into a a big community of people that just attend church online. And we have that had that whole discussion of, is that really the same thing? You know, especially faith-wise, is it the same thing to be building your entire church life around something that's only in virtual reality, that only exists in virtual reality? But whether that's the case or not, like you said, with Life Church, and of course, I'm sure many people are going to jump on the bandwagon, uh, it's going to be a reality. <laughs> yeah. I feel like in I cut all you honesty, off. <laughs> I feel like that's the same argument as when churches started getting on the radio waves. Um it's just a different type of church and it has a different audience. Yeah. But just like uh, Billy Graham would minister to people and then say, okay, you've heard, you've received, now go get in a community. Mm-hmm. Yes. That Agreed. is that is the thing. And that is the line. And just as folks that absorb radio church, you know, there's there's... For as long as there's been a way to distance oneself from community yet still try to participate, humans have been trying to do it. That's yeah. just my easiest technology grab, but I'm sure there were ways before that um, where. But at the same time, they can. These kind of things can also serve as catalysts for future connection to a real church. You know, there's oh, quite, a, quite a few that's, people. That's, that's yeah. yeah, quite a few people is, that are. Yeah disconnected from the church there's there's plenty of those that go and and plant seeds but once once they're starting to sprout they need to be cultivated and absolutely go someplace yeah absolutely that's the thing it's like uh we're talking about the metaverse church but there were plenty of i didn't go to one it's not my style but (laughs) <laughs> there was plenty of stories of Minecraft churches where uh, <laughs> chaplains were building uh, little Minecraft chapels in their little servers and inviting their congregates to meet in a voice chat and do church that way. Um, it was different, but it was a War- thing. Yeah, yeah. World of Warcraft as well um, had had a similar, but all of those moments were. Yeah, like we're saying, points of like reaching out to people, just like LTN reaching out to yeah. people in their culture, in their comfort, and meeting them where they are at. Right. And and I'm sure yeah. LTN will get involved uh, with the metaverse uh, as it grows, <laughs> no doubt, because that's going to be a place full of nerds. <laughs> so, so has anybody else been reminded of Wally and the civilization on the ship Whoa. with this whole conversation? <laughs> because like all those people were living independently in pods, somehow still procreating, somehow still, you know, experiencing different parts of the ship, but all very isolated, but not realizing that they were isolated and not realizing what they were missing because that was normal yeah. until they got shaken out of their virtual reality and i don't know it just it just you know no, it just yeah, makes I mean, me think about that, that. That's, <laughs> that's a valid point in fact you know all these things that we brought up all the the dystopian future and uh living in virtual reality augmented reality things that you know have been sci-fi stories nearly all of them paint this as uh 
this probably shouldn't have happened. <laughs> but, oh, forgive uh, me. Is there, is there a utopia story that ends well? Good point. You have a good point. But heaven. <laughs> Thank you, KY. I thought that too. But like, <laughs> but like, I got you, sister. Meg, Meg a little the, more than a story, though, right? But Meg in the chat brought up that that funny quote of sci-fi author: "Don't do this thing, scientist. Let's do this thing." Like that's <laughs> like that's kind of where we're where we're at uh, mm. with a lot of these things. But it does seem like this is a an, an inevitable future. Um, it seems like everything's tilting this way. We just saw um, Xbox, Microsoft, make it that giant purchase of Activision and Blizzard uh, this past week with, they stated, the ex explicit goal of trying to corner a market on the metaverse here when it comes to gaming. Because, of course, gaming is going to be a huge part of what the metaverse will become. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's almost certainly going to grow in every sector of society uh, over the next probably decade. Like it's going to happen a lot faster than I think any of us are going to be ready for. And uh, the way it was described in, in uh, one of the videos that I saw is like in the, in the way that we think going to the library is outdated when you can just Google it. Now, we're going to eventually get to the point where we can just think of something and be immersed in it in the metaverse and having to go and type out a search term is going to feel so outdated. I'm offended. <laughs> I, I put a Going little to the library is not outdated. Absolutely Sorry. not. <laughs> My personal feelings are hurt. I have been attacked. Go ahead. Look, go. I Get never him. have. I never go to Google and find all my books stacked up in weird places. And the Google person yelling, saying, "Hey, Google's closed today." While we reorganize everything by color and height. <laughs> <laughs> but Mo, you can look but forward to your servers crash all the time. Yeah, Google's down today because our server crashed ha! because we had uh, so many DDoS attacks. Or whatever. Called. At yeah. least you can still uh, open a book. You might it might take you a little absolutely. bit longer to find it. From but you can nine to four every weekday. <laughs> <laughs> and the information in a book is not going to disappear if somebody stops paying for the address so, or the server space. <laughs> this is not the crowd to argue about uh, anti book with. Let me just warn you ahead of time because you're definitely barking up the wrong trees here. <laughs> Goes to the metaverse. Her her work will be an eye shot. An eye shot. <laughs> Mo's face. Oh, so funny. You better watch out because also in the metaverse she'll be hitting you with the guns that are in her eyes. So <laughs> the guns. Some of our friends know all about my eye shot. Okay. <laughs> They will tell you. They will warn you. Oh, it is not gracious. something you want to mess with. <laughs> you don't want to oh, do no, it. Yes. You're a librarian. You scare me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know what? I do need to add, though, something that I have just learned very recently that I find mind-blowing is that teenagers today, like, we think of Google. We think, just go search it on Google. Easy. Do you know teenagers today don't 
fully understand Google, I've told my kids, I've told several other kids, type it in Google, figure it out. And they're like, what do you, what do you mean? Type it in Google. Well, if you think your about question, it, what you want to find out, type it in. Go- uh, but what do I put? Your question. <laughs> right. The whole time. Well, if you think about it, Alexa, we, how we do I the... Google? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sorry, Thray. Thray has been trying to say something, Matt. Sorry. What's up? No, no, it's okay. I'm not. I I can't see any bubbles, so I don't get a cue. Sorry. <laughs> um. If you think about it, we have the building blocks of, I think most of us here were at least at some point uh, given the, you know, quote unquote, uh, old fashioned uh, tools of, okay, this is how you look up something in an encyclopedia. Yes. And while and while yeah. we don't do that, it taught us to critical think of what keywords we were looking for. Yep. And then mm-hmm. that information is what we would enter into a Google search. So yeah, the process became so much easier, but that process of critical thinking to come up with, okay, if I can't figure out that word, then what word can I use or what, what words were around it that I can find? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, those are tools that we were given the building blocks for because we grew up as the technology grew up. Mm. Yep. But the next generation, it's just, you know, talk to it magic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and with that, we, we also have lost a lot of the in-house, uh, education when it comes to utilizing of the internet. Like, when's the last time you, a kid has gone through, uh, internet courtesy or, um, how to look things up on Google? How do yeah. you use parentheses on Google search, actually? Well, Google you know. is spending a ton of money on making ads for that very purpose right now. I'll tell you that much. Well, at our house, we have. But... Uh, <laughs> yeah, so on PBS, when, when we were kids, was uh, Cyber... What was it called? Cyber, cyber Kids. Cyber Kids. And oh it went on about, you know, what not to do with strangers and... and how do you keep your password safe and things like oh, this no, and fun animating uh, way with um, the, oh my goodness, the guy that play, uh, played the parrot from Aladdin. <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey? Oh, uh, Gilbert Godfrey oh no, you're thinking, oh, no, 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 um, Cyber Chase. Cyber Chase, there we go. Thank you. <laughs> Love that show. Just couldn't remember the name. Anyway. It was a math show. <laughs> Sorry, I only know about that because of my kids, though, so I can't really be yeah, like, that's my childhood. Highly, highly <laughs> educational, but also brought together some important fundamentals when interacting with the Internet. And that is something that is completely lost because we give our 10-year-olds a phone and then we do not have any no, sort worse, of... No, we give our 2-year-olds a phone. Yeah, we give our 2-year-olds a phone and then have no... Um, way of like disciplining their their action through that that course so yeah anyway okay well well, another thing is i'm sorry ky did you want to talk (laughs) no i was just thinking my kids don't have devices and that actually came up in their homeschool today as part of a co-op project but that's you know i know i'm in the minority so that's okay (laughs) there's a reason steve jobs did not give his own children his technology until they were of a majority it 
There's a reason. Drugs. If, 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 if the man did not give his own children screen time while the rest of us were buying it all up, just, just think about that. <laughs> um, the other piece is... What's also interesting is there's this gap because while we also have an odd transition between a generation that has some internet knowledge savvy and, you know, a younger generation that has also got some, there's this in-between education period that I keep hearing about um, where elementary school teachers will come up to me and go, did you know this about internet safety? And I'll go, yeah. Well they, were, well, they were explaining it to these kindergartners that, you know, at, at the end of your email, do you see that name? If the name isn't yours, you don't own the email. That company does. Oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah, that's, that's, why, that's why Hillary Clinton got in trouble. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, Not encryption you have to opinion, pay but... for with Google. <laughs> um, and why you don't just, you know, drop all your personal information online. Just, yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's a whole, that's a whole nother whole nother discussion when it comes to uh, what the metaverse is going to look like when it comes to data and scams and all that kind of stuff but uh, we don't have time for that today because that's going to wrap up our discussion here thank you Hillary Meg, uh, Duncan and Thray for joining us for this discussion thanks for having us <laughs> thanks for always. Having us. this was fun <laughs> always awesome always awesome, love y'all <laughs> love you you think of our topic this week? Is there something we got wrong? Something we forgot? We would love for you to give us an earful. Join us at backrowdiscord.com and message us in the Respond to Show channel. Message us on the socials at the Backrow LTN or leave us a voicemail by calling 575-562-8052. What's up, nerd? You digging this podcast? Well, the audio enjoyment doesn't end there. Visit LTNOnAir.com and make LTN Radio your new go-to for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, as well as our exclusive LTN shows and podcasts, some of which air on the station before they're available anywhere else. Visit LTNOnAir.com to listen now and find the link to our app. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Backroom Morning Show. I'm Mo. And I'm Radio Matt. Before we go, we're going to answer an Ask Us Anything question from Twitch. Today's question comes from our friend, Meg? Yes. yes from Meg. She says, what was your favorite snow day activity? Uh, as a kid. She as a kid. Yeah. 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 Um, so I would say... 
have like two answers. Like if we're talking about the, the go-to, the one that I would always do, of course it would be building a snowman. But Do you want to build a snowman? If we're talking about actual favorite activity, I only got to do it a couple times. One in which I nearly died, which I told that story recently on the show. But it's mm. sledding. Uh, now, I could never like create my own sledding hills. And so I didn't have any like around my house. So it only occurred when I was in like another state with family and stuff like that, that I had the opportunity to go in a safe environment. But uh, aside from that one time where I almost died because I almost fell into a, a, a dry river bed full of uh, fallen down trees um, at 50 miles an hour, <laughs> aside from that time, it was a blast. Uh, so sledding is my favorite. Mo? Do you do you realize that in our Twitch chat over here, uh, Tad knew that you were going to say that? <laughs> I'm sure he did. Yeah. <laughs> yep, there he is. Yeah, oh, Matt sledding to his almost death to uh, kiss his future girlfriend, which I did. Yeah, uh-huh. I realized life was too short at that trip. <laughs> oh, my, I kissed her. Well, she was my girlfriend then. She's my future wife. At that future point. wife. Um, okay, so y'all got to remember, I grew up in Eastern North Carolina. And we didn't get snow. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think... ever really think about North Carolina doesn't get snow. North Carolina. North Carolina. I mean, North Carolina does get snow, just the mountains of North uh, Carolina. I grew up eastern, which is pretty close to the coast. I was about an hour and a half away from the yeah, coast. Yeah, okay. So I got a lot of hurricanes. <laughs> Uh, my favorite hurricane activity was sitting out, flying through the air, watching <laughs> everything fly past my house, and then ex- go. Did you paddle boating through the flooded waters? I'm not even kidding. Ah. I am not kidding. Okay, look. Okay, hold on. Everybody, look up. Everybody, Google. You ready? Hurricane Floyd, and uh. yeah, that happened in the town that I grew up in. And there are pictures, if you see any articles about Aiden or Grifton, um, and any pictures of people in boats, I mean, we were boating down the highway because it had flooded that much. So anyway, um, I think, I think in my entire childhood, I can remember one time that it snowed. (laughs) And the only time, the only reason I remember that is because I learned what a snowdrift was. I, the wind had blown in an odd direction of our house. And so it looked as if the snow was very deep. Yeah. And I stepped right off of our back steps into that snowdrift and went straight down (laughs) and like hurt my ankle and my knee super bad. Um, and then I was done with the snow for the day. <laughs> well, that'll do yeah. it. That'll I will tell you. Wrap it up. I, my Go favorite ahead. thing to do is make snow cream. So. Oh, that's Deidre's favorite thing, too. I love snow make cream. Make ice cream out of snow. And I have uh, imparted the wisdom to all of my students this past week that you don't take a bowl out to your yard and scoop up snow from your yard off of the ground because... You're going to get grass and dirt and, yeah. you know, any pet 
left behind things. <laughs> um, but if you know that it's going to snow, you stick your bowl outside yeah. the night before. And then freshly fallen snow falls right into <laughs> your bowl ready for you to make snow cream. So nah, danger goes out there with a spoon. But you also don't scoop up. What you do is you skim the top. Skim the top. That way, no grass. No. You stick your bowl outside. It's <laughs> so much easier. But if you don't think about that ahead of time. Then you don't eat snow cream. <laughs> <laughs> then you miss out on Ex fun. Okay? okay? Exactly. You don't plan, you don't play. Just You heard very that, everybody. Simple. You heard it. Mo said it here first. Right? If you're not responsible, you can't play. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Let's end with our verse for the day. Our verse for the day is Psalm 86, 5. For you, O Lord, are good and forgiving, abounding in steadfast love to all who call upon you. And that's going to do it for the back row with Matt and Mo. We hope you enjoyed our discussions and hope you'll join us again for our next show. Check out lovethynerd.com. It is positively jam-packed with articles, podcasts, and videos that cover a wide range of nerdy topics. And just like any ministry, we are largely supported by those willing to partner with us financially. As one of the newest staff members of LTN and a part-time nerd culture missionary, I'm looking to build my support team to help this radio station grow and help my family financially as I pour more focus into all I get to do for Love Thy Nerd. For more information, visit lovethynerd.com slash radiomat. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise it's true. Jesus, Jesus loves, loves you, nerd. nerd. <laughs> <laughs>